Welcome to PG and Dax Short Series Episode 4. This week we're joined by the lads from Maryhill Milan, Jamie Butler and Dax Younger, Les Volkley Challenge brother, Anton DeKeel. The lads talk about their journey of creating Maryhill Milan to help lads in their recovery from addiction. This week's proud sponsors are CNLE Clothing, a small local business set up during lockdown with family in mind. CNLE stands for Craig, Natalie, Lewis and Emily, the family initials. And in selling these items, they're encouraging people to join their family. So get yourself onto their Instagram and Twitter and check it out. Some top, top clobber at great prices. Hope you enjoy the show. How are you doing, everybody? Podcast short the day. We've got Jamie Butler, gaffer and Mary Hall Moran, and his captain, Anton DeKeel. It's an episode that I'm buzzing with because it's a great club but the message they've got is even better troops. So, Jamie, Anton, welcome to the pod. Hey, boys. How are you doing, PG? All right? I'm good, Anton. How are you? I'm good, mate. I don't know who the other character is who's doing this for you, mate, but he's <laughs> definitely not your stand of me. Anton, that's Jamie, actually, the other character is. <laughs> Listen, that's how, long, that's how long he's not seen his gaffer for, not I mean he doesn't even know who it is. <laughs> yeah, for, for people that don't know, right? I wanted to do this podcast because of the message you cut for three, but Anton is my younger brother. He was blessed with the hair. He's got the hair of the family and I get the hair for anybody that knows. All right. So the boys at own feet, Mary Hill Milan. All right. I know a lot about the club and the message that they're, they're sending out there. Boys are sporting their trackie, dressed up for the occasion. So, Jamie, we're just going to basically strip it back and just basically back to how the club started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... We started, uh, we started when, Anton, 2017, February 2017. Started, do you know why we started, Ryan, PJ? We started because of uh, the guys in recovery, you know, it was kind of problems with alcohol and drugs and what have you. And we went out and we were just playing five-a-sides and things together, do you know what I mean? And I said to Anton, we gave him a living something different, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we gave him a... A wee friendly sorted out with a, a local side and it just kind of kicked off for air, you know, all the boys were buzzing and all that and boys into a decent league, built up a decent side, as you know. Ryan, you played a couple of games yourself, conceded a lot of goals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for a few weeks. Just the big games, Jamie, you get me in for me. Aye, so it kind of gave a guy, it kind of gave guys that were in recovery and that a different base, you know, somewhere different for turning up to meetings and what have you, man, to go and play football and stuff that guys enjoyed. And usual notice yourself, man, being in changing rooms sometimes isn't the best for guys that are struggling, you know, with alcohol and what have you. Um, so it gave guys that love playing football somewhere to go and into a changing room where everybody was fucking sober and what have you, do you know what I mean? Um, we just kind of built it for air, but also we'll say I know, man, it was no everybody in the team's in recovery. Do you know, I try to make it that way, but it wasn't getting the numbers, man, every week turning up. And I'm dragging in bodies left, right and centre just to get 11 men on the park. Do you know what I mean? Um, so decided to kind of open the doors to other people. And, you know, it's worked out well, worked out better for us, Anton. Aye, definitely, mate, 100%. Um, and that's what I think and all it's as Jamie says man see when we started this team it was it was five aside we, we got taps and the numbers were hanging off the back of them man and 
Honestly, Robbie, on the same task, we're going to look at Scudded 15, nothing, you know, like, just for, like, just for a kick about that. Yeah, the referee came here and poked me up, and he's like, yeah, here, mate, you've got two number twos on the park. No, no, he's 12, the one's fell off his jersey. Oh, man. And then we get sponsorship and all that, and we kind of started getting the strips together and all that. Now, as you can see, we've got the best of swag. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, just, I just want to put this out there first, man. That I don't, I don't normally wear this on a Sunday night, man, if I'm not getting football. Do you know what I mean? The guy for the office before I came on, he says, Get that Mary Hull stuff on. Um, I don't care what you're wearing on your trousers, but make sure you get Mary Hull my man tap on. But you can see the gaffer's good to sell, man. He's kept, he's put the new track on, man. I'm wearing the thing we got when we first started. <laughs> yeah, well, at least it's good to see the gaffer is setting examples, mate, and standards at the club, you know what I mean? See, for, see uh, on that point, Jamie, what you were saying, and Anton, obviously, uh, we've, me and PG have been part of the restrooms, and it, and, it, and it would be dead difficult for boys that are maybe struggling with addiction issues, maybe alcoholism, stuff like that, because... Let's be honest, we've all been in dress rooms and that is massive chat in there. You know what I mean? So, obviously, we, with the club, I've, I've been in it. It's it's a different vibe in it. It's, the, it's no orientated room about just the madness and the daftness. Yeah. I definitely right. Um, that is different and it's, you know, and I know you go into dressing rooms and there's talk about what they're doing after the game, you know, and we'll go here, we'll do that. What have you flying about the dressing room? Um, so it kind of gives guys a kind of safe base to come in, do you know what I mean? And, and see what we're doing, we're selling and all, do you know what I mean? Um, and the doors are open and all, man. See, anybody watching this, us playing in teams and they struggle with that, the doors are open for everybody, do you know what I mean? He's a wee phone, mm-hmm. he's a line. See, for me, see when you started, you said you were playing fives in it. How did the fives come about? What was done for that to be organised? How did you get people involved? We just, we kind of ran about together, PG, me and Anton and other boys, you know what I mean? And we were doing things, we ourselves, we got to meetings together, going out for a bite, eating that, and we decided just to get a wee game of fives here and there. And, and we all look forward to that every Thursday night, Anton, we'll get down to Peter Sauna and get a game of fives. And then for there, PG was on a, a wee game of 11s organised doing a crown point, and that's the game Anton's talking about. We got a Lenny strips that a team must have had for 10 years ago, do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and it was just, I, know, yeah. I think I played that day, Jamie. Did we know? Did I know play now? You might have, Ryan. So I think uh, we conceded nine goals. We wouldn't have conceded nine in Amazon. We're 11. If it wasn't for Ryan that day, man, it would have been 15 or something. We still managed it. Bang on. Thanks, bro. Thanks. See, uh, I was going to say something there that was a fucking built to a point, man. PG, bail me out, mate, because I'm... So how did you end up... When you started, you said you've obviously struggled to get players and that. Was it just mates that you turned to after that? But did the boys that you, br- you were bringing in, did you obviously tell them beforehand, look, this is what this club's yeah. going up for, and this is where we're going with? I definitely, PG. See, every day it comes into the team, huh? and guys, right, as I said, no every day plays for, for this team is in recovery. He's know a lot of the guys that they play in the team are there in recovery. You know what I mean? Um, so, see for the guys that they come into the team, I speak to them beforehand and let them know, listen, a lot of these guys are in recovery and you go in there, a wee bit of respect, don't be talking about 
getting fully getting out the night, blah blah blah. Do you know what I mean? And and you know what, man, I'm, I would every one of them spot on, man. Do you know everybody's came in, I've had the same kind of they end up kind of wee bit like us, don't they? They've got the same attitude and what have you. And, um, aye, they came in and respect the dressing room and they gave the boys a respect, you know what I mean? And, and everybody just gets so great to get her Anton in there. Mm-hmm. That's what I will say, Paige and Ryan. See, like, obviously the gaffer says, it's no, everybody's not in recovery. That was how we started. And we try and keep the spine and we try and keep that kind of yeah. ethos of the club and our thinking is based on that stuff and the spine of the team and when we first started like the gaffer his boy and his uh, son-in-law and all that they all came to the team so it was like a full family hanging on do you know what I mean so there was still the connection of that and people would come in that their, maybe their dad had suffered from alcohol issues or somebody suffered from drug issues so it's always been a kind of connection we've had people and the gaffer doesn't just see anybody well he does he says to everybody to come around do you know what I mean he tells everybody uh, come around to the team but He's very specific in who he brings in, what their characters like, what their attitudes like to life. And see the amount of boys, right? It's a lot of boys have chucked football because it was the boozer after the boozer after the game. It was playing for pub teams. It was you had to go to the boozer as soon as the game was finished and all that. So boys were gone there and they were going to the boozer. And for us, right, um, for us, once I start drinking. I can't stop. I've no control where how much I take. So see for somebody that's just a normal drinker goes out and they can go to the pub and have a couple after the game. But see for boys like myself and the gaffer and boys that are maybe on the team or people in recovery, once they go out for that couple after the game, it's a right-off. It's a right-off, man. It comes a Saturday morning, it becomes into maybe a Monday, Tuesday, everybody's away home and they're left with the pieces and all the carnage and chaos in their life. Do you know what I mean? So, it's, so a lot of the boys have come into that because they've left teams, they've chucked football because they didn't want to be in the environments in these situations. And they've walked out of dressing. Why the boys, I'm not mentioning his name anyway, but he came in and that's a road PG. Ryan knows his cell, but see your team, it's been, a lo- it's, been a, it's been a wee roadmap into recovery for people and for people to change their life. Because it starts with the football. They walk into the changing room, we're talking about changing our wings, nappies and do you know what I mean? Like things that you would need ever hear are changing them because people would slaughter you for all that stuff. But people are just talking about normal, normal life. And boys have come in and it's like, what's going on here? And then they've been dipping their toes in, going, what, what is it you're doing? Where do you go? And you can see them kind of asking questions about what we're doing with our life. And that's sometimes the wee, the wee gate for them to maybe try and take on board or tap into different things in their life. Well, that's something that, sorry, Dak, that was something I was going to actually say to you, Anton, because obviously you've mentioned your drink, and I was going to ask you how it has affected you getting into this team, because obviously, you know what it's like, see if you have a, a real issue, it's hard to put yourself in a position where, in a normal team, the boys will go bevy every weekend, it's hard to be in that position, but have you found, like you kind of touched on there, boys who have had an issue, maybe they've no spoken about it or anything, but have kind of angled themselves into your team, knowing that it's a possible route for recovery for them? PG, that's see that right. See the amount of players we've seen that's done that right is I I can't I can't say off the top of my head how many boys have come in for the football side yet, but and then they just drop these seeds where he's going tonight, who he's going with. They start talking about a few things and they're maybe turning up. You can tell they're maybe struggling a wee bit. And the, let me tell you the perfect example, right? The perfect example about made a home Milano football team changing lives. Is a gaffer. 
That's, that has been one of the biggest, maddest things that I've seen. Because as the gaffer said, right, I was at the start room playing fives. There was a good few other boys that weren't involved anymore or started it. And um, he put his cell out and he says, right, started getting a few games I love on a side, right? And he's like, ah, why the boys is like, I don't want to kind of take this on. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to take this on. And the gaffer was just coming about, like, changing his life, starting to change the way he was living his life, starting to tap into new things. <clears throat> and he's like, ah, put yourself out there. I was part of I'm, I'm, I'm a shite. I'm too sensitive shite, but I can't, I can't pick a team. I'm so... Um, I can never make a decision. I'm pure indecisive in that, right? So I, I couldn't be a gaffer. I couldn't be. Um, so I take my hat off to anybody that manages teams because I want to keep everybody happy and no hungry. But the gaffer anyway says... I'll take this on and I'll tell you the new man. Any team's hard to run, but try to run 11 people with addictions or alcohol or any issues and try to keep, try to look after them. That's unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Characters like me and I'll ten of them. But he said, he's like, I'll take it on. And then, do you know what, man? See his life after he took the team on. I just seen him change, man. It gave him a purpose. He was dealing with all sorts of different characters. He was getting parts because I, I didn't know how much we needed running a football team until I was with him. I didn't realise it's a full-time job for him. So see all his, his full week and his days, it's texting boys, messaging parts, getting the strips, so emailing things and doing all these things and I just seen his life go for there and it just went to there with a football team because of responsibility and the characters and the stuff he had to organise, man, just seen his, his whole life changing, you know I mean, right in front of him, just didn't have been the manager of the football team. That's, that's what, for me, Jamie, I'm going to go to you, Jamie, like, I know Anton's story personally because I've lived with it and I'm, I'm proud as punchy the way he's went and where he's went in his life, you know what I mean? I couldn't, I couldn't be any prouder than my brother. Seeing what the football club does for him and the family and everything, and you alluded to the family club, it 100% is, because when I was there in that cup final and I played and I've been running about the dressing room and been there the odd times to help you, Jamie, yeah. when he's won the cup final, everybody, it wasn't a, wasn't a piss-up. He's all took your families and he's went to China Buffet King and spent it as a family and celebrated it as a family together, which was amazing to see. But my big thing that Anton's alluded to, a lot of people all come from different upbringings and backgrounds and have had different battles. And it's just good to see the way that he's all coming together and he's a, a lot easier, he's a smashing it out of the park with your stuff. Aye, definitely, Ryan. Ryan, uh, Anton, I can't take all the credit. As you know, Ryan, he, you've been at my side for day dot with that team and without having somebody like that next to you, then maybe I've no managed to carry on, do you know what I mean? And it was tough, man. It was tough at the start to, to get the team up and running. But I think once it's up and running, it becomes a lot easier. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it is, Ryan, definitely. It's a family. I think we've got a big banner, haven't we? Mary Hall, my land, and then underneath it, family club or something that says underneath it. Um, I know I use made a mad banner at that final. I know Anton, mine tweet, tweet, and all that. <laughs> as my boy, as Anton touched on, Maldi's son plays for... I did play with align with yourself, Ryan. Um, my son-in-law, my daughter's man, plays with, you know. Uh, and it was all the aim, it was right there for the start. I'm trying to see when Anton was talking there, I'm trying to think of how many boys are left in that team that was there for the start. I think there's about seven or eight, is there? Aye, I've had me, I've had. 
you know about that, boys, it's been there for day one, mate, do you know what I mean? Which is quite good, God, man, considering we've been together for 2017. Um, you journey, Jamie, but the, 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 the club means a lot more to you than just the football, doesn't it? With your own personal journey as well. I definitely, I, you know, the club gave, as Anton said, it gave me a different look on life altogether. Do you know what I mean? It's been a massive, massive, massive part of recovery. My family as well, do you know, been a massive part of their recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, aye, it did, man. Do you know, I was the same as Anton, man. I left one drink and I can't stop and I'm on it for days on end. And then as Anton touched on, you go back to... Everybody else, all the normal drinkers get home at the end of the night, you know, and we don't, man. We get home on a Monday morning and we've messed up work, we've lost our jobs, we've missed us cracking up, you know, left them all weekend with nothing. Um, and you can only go home like that for so long before everything starts just breaking down when I boot you, do you know what I mean? And that was the same as my journey as Anton. Um, and this football team has gave us something that we still cling on to for the weekends and that, Anton, do you know what I mean? We still give us something to look forward to our weekends, going out playing football together, all going out for a bite to eat, the friendship, the kind of camaraderie that we've all got. Sorry to interrupt you, Jamie. See on that, do you mind going through maybe a wee bit of your stories? I want to talk about the football now, right? And then just so that it's kind of a bit more hard-hitting for people that we finish on your stories so that kind of people are left with that at the end of the episode, because I think obviously, I know we touch about Anton stuff and that, and I know how kind of hard he's have worked at the club to make it what it is. And just for me, I think it's really impressive that people who don't know he's listening to this at the start will think, oh, well, that's really great they're doing that. But he's only just for kind of helping guys in, in that sense. He's are quite successful as well. I mean, he's have had two promotions, he's have won two cups. I mean, and you're really looking at You've lost a season or two seasons really from uh, COVID, so that's basically your whole time gone. You've been successful. How have you managed to do that to make it so successful? Well, I suppose it shows that a lot of guys who have been in your position have been involved in football, and you've been able to bring boys in, and it shows the quality that you've been able to get. I, you know what, PG, I think. Managed to dig that one out. I'm part of the success PG, mate. That's so, it. He's you know, in the Malang Hall of Fame, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. And do you know what, PG? It's, you, you, you were spot on there. It's, it's, I think that's the difference, right? We started the team and it was a case of getting somebody, give people somewhere to go. And then you know what it's like yourself, PG, and Ryan knows what it's like. Gaffer. You don't turn up just to, you don't, for me, any, I don't turn up just to kick a ball on a Sunday, Saturday, whatever. I turn up to win. I turn up to win things. It's no fun. It's all right turn up your pals and run about, but. At the end of the day, man, when you get in that football park for 90 minutes, you want to win things. You want to win the game. You, you know, go off a park, you know, winning the game, and you're feeling good about it, and you're feeling happy about it. So we thought, you know what? We need to start bringing bodies in that fit in it. And as you say, PG, first season, 
we won the cup, right? We had to, it was a mini league. We had to basically get promoted to that and a better league straight away for the Bolton division. So, halfway through the season, we got up to the second half of the division, finished second in that, was us and our team, and then obviously got the promotion, as you say, he's won the first cup. We were playing against our biggest rivals at that time. It was a massive occasion, it was a massive day. Ryan was playing, all the families were there. Jamie said that the banners, they all had t shirts made. And all that. And that team, it was Ross Hall, and we were, we were always competing with him to win the league. And it was tight between the two. And he bet his, probably bet his that full season, didn't he, Gaffer? Yeah. And then we played them in the final, beat them in the final, do you know what I mean? To win the cup, got promoted into the one, and then obviously we won our second one. So it is, it's forever, for, since we've been running, we've, we've won a cup each year and promoted and got higher in the league. And I was out at the end of the last season before COVID. Um, but the gaffer will tell you we were flying there and I think we would have been competing to win the top division there definitely uh, definitely I think see what you're saying PJ I think the success kind of comes for you've got that dressing room right you've got see as Anton touched on earlier even I'm bringing guys into the team it's not just obviously I need the ability there and all but I also pick certain characters you know I need to make the dressing room gel together um, and I've got you know I've had great players turning up and telling them I don't want them because I've got a swagger and an attitude and what have you and it just upsets the apple cart do you know what I mean so my team's built room ability but a certain character that can fit into the dressing room and for there, we just have that kind of spirit to go and battle away for each other, for, for each other every, every Sunday. And what Anton said, we did start a team to get guys out and get them like active and mental health and physical health and all that stuff. But really, once we started and you get that wee taste of success, man, we just wanted more and more and more. Do you know what I mean? And we kept growing from strength to strength, bringing in talented bodies, but decent guys as well, do you know what I mean? See, yeah. see what I love, Jamie, see, in, about the club, I love that you have stuck to your, your principles and your values for the very get-go, and you haven't detracted away for that, do you know what I mean? That, I know it's quite easy to, once you get involved in it, being part of the football, and you, you think about the success, and you'll do anything to get success, so you'll take it, the good players gone, you'll take them on it, but... I know, clo- I know closely and at first hand, mate, how how important you see your, the dressing room and the values of the club and where you want to take the club and your philosophies on it and the type of character you want to run about your team. So hats off to you, mate, because at the end of the day, it's still, it's still getting you success. It's still bringing the club success, you know what I mean? Aye, definitely, Ryan. You know yourself, when you? When guy, I get approached with guys, somebody's wanting a game and they've maybe been doing at Ashfield or I've been somewhere and I'll give you a wee bell, do you know what I mean, with you into this guy, and you'll go, cranky player, but is he all right, is he brand new, because I, I need him to fit into the changing room, where he's a cranky player, I know it's a different story, do you know what I mean? I think in terms of use, that's obviously important in all teams, where you try and find out a wee bit about the guy's personality, because you generally know what the likes of a football player, but I think for you, it's definitely more important to know what that personality is like, and I don't mean it to to sound as if it's an insult or anything, but there's a bit more uh, kind of fragility in your team where you need to have the right type of people because you'll know this for having addictions and kind of whatever uh, stuff you do to help 
progress, you need to position yourself in with the right people as well. Because you can't just be with people who, for you to who go to bevy all the time, because that's not good to you or your family. You know what I mean? So it is obviously very important to know the character, and you're clearly doing a good job. Aye, definitely, definitely, PG. See, see, kind of, you know, that the success is is there for anybody to see, and and we've we've kind of touched on it. Not I mean two promotions and. Two, you think he's were only about nine points after the top of the league with a couple of games in Holland and he's were in an Arc Cup final on that. So just unfortunate that this has happened. See, a big one for me with the issues and the 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 kind of issues they deal with in the club now. How have you found lockdown in that as a club? How have you been dealing with that? Do you know what I mean? Because obviously you haven't really had the had the opportunity to get together and meet and play games and stuff. I, I know that you've done different bits and balls, but I'll let you crack on with that. Aye, we've done, uh, you know, we've got obviously the chat and all that, it kind of keeps guys going, but we've done a lot of different charity things, I know. Mm-hmm. Right now, our lockdown, raising money for cash for kids and things, and it kind of gives everybody a wee spot, a wee kick, and it still brings that kind of togetherness, you know what I mean, when we're all out there for the one cause, trying to, raise money for a good cause, do you know what I mean? Um, so it's kind of kept us together, isn't it, Anton? Um, and we're back now doing a wee bit of training and what have you, do you know what I mean? Um, but, aye, it's been tough, man, but we've managed to kind of stick together and I see we still have all the same boys that were there. Do you know, I built, I built a crank side before that. We built a crank side before that. Lockdown really did, man. I brought in four or five guys that you know, Ryan. Aye, um, aye. Added the squad that I already had. So, we managed to get a couple of wee friendlies in in October time. I think we were allowed to get back and play. And we weren't allowed to use the dressing room. So, that was, that was hard, man. So, you can out onto the side of the park with the guys and you had to gear them all their straps separately and carrier bags and all that. And, um, that was tough. That for me, no for them, you know, tough for me to organise that. But uh, that kind of was another wee bit of kind of kept us together, you know, having that wee spell. I think it was October, September time. And that, that was the one, Anton, was it for charity? You dressed as Santa Claus, wasn't it, wee man? Would you do no, a wee You do exactly. one, one of the boys in the team, he's done that. Was it a walk? I man, me and Big Patsy, <coughs> Big Patsy, daft as a brush, man, honestly, the guy is, he's a freak of nature, man, he doesn't warm up right, he does a warm up with a roll up right, he's about, I think Pat must be about 60 or something by now, right, but he does, he does warm ups with a roll, mate, he, I say to him, man, go get a warm up first, because if you get a warm up, you end up injured, daft as a brushy guy, but the most versatile play you ever see, PG plays in goals, defends, midfield and up front, mate. You could put him anywhere, mate. He'll, he'll do your shift. But obviously, I was I was out injured. The gaff, I'll tell you something, see the lockdown is making the gaff off that on all the players, man. You're doing nothing. He's running. Well, that's true. He's trying to get a strip on, but he's terrible, man. Jamie, you're talking about... Yeah, yeah, PG, sorry. Just a quick one on the gaffer. Right? I played one game, right? We'd, well, I played uh, quite a few games, but one game, Jamie had to get a strip. Only twelve players. Only twelve players. One day, I think, cause of something. Jamie came on as a sub man. The next minute, he ran on right. Boggett played there. His heat. He ran a doggy to get the ball. When he had his heat, he ran another doggy to get the ball. When he had his heat, ran another doggy and turned around and goes, 
I'm half funny. You take me off. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take him off after about five minutes, man. He was blowing. Oh, it doesn't get any easier as you get older, man. Just on the, <laughs> see, you're talking about the kind of charity work that he's doing. That can you just go into a wee bit more detail on some of the charity stuff you've done? I PG. So, well, obviously, I didn't answer the question when I said this, man. Well, obviously, the gaffer came up behind for that cash for kids was to. So obviously. There's no much we can do as a big group, as you know, with all the restrictions and all that carry on. So the gaffer says, right, everybody good. He gave us about a week's notice. And he's like, everybody good. And they half a marathon each and post it on. And then we'll do this for the race. So this is about a week. So he's talking about half marathons. But at the time, I, I was injured, man. And my calf mat was sore. So I went, man, me and Big Patsy, as I spoke about, I get, I get carried away because I'm talking about after he was. Me and him, so we were starting off, saying, we'll do a half marathon, we'll walk with Santa. And I was like, I've got an elf costume. Patsy's about six foot something, so he's stuck the elf costume on. And I've got a Santa. Five foot. Aye, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember the for it. Uh, and we end up, so I said to him, we'll walk a half marathon, and usual me, I was like, ah, do you want to just walk for the stables to the Kelpies? And he's like, ah. What the, he went, how should you go through walking through your house to George Square to what I walk through the stables to the Kelpies? And I was like, we need to push ourselves, we need to push ourselves for charity and a cause. Me and him walked along the canal, dressed as Santa and Elf, the gaffer, half marathons, a good few. He think he get one of the best times at the team. So that oh, tells you. Just to get that clear, I get the fastest time at the team, mate. You're right. <laughs> I got a faster time, time Jamie. Done it in your bike, but didn't you, Jamie? I think it was 156 PG. Well done, man. He was driving a line, changing his phone, trying to get the steps up, man. Driving all the half marathon. Well, that's the thing. I was, I'm wondering, you talking about you've got a Santa outfit and the elf outfit. Now, what is going on with the DQ boys that you have all these outfits? You're talking about a role player, sir? Lo- oh, I, know, I know there's hoops, mate. We love Daphne, mate. We love dress up, mate. We love just to. Just to be a bit out there, know what I mean? So he can't just do a normal walk. I mean, he's going to do the kill style, 26 mile dressed as Santa, know what I mean? Love it. I could picture your boss. Your boss sending the two years to school dressed up as Batman and Robin. Yeah, you don't know. I know you, Mama. I used to dress up like that. That's part of our episode, mate. You can't be doing a shot with that stuff, man. I, 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 we could have a thought. What we could do is, we'd do a PG and Dak uh, kind of the Dakil family special catwalk. <laughs> That's not what the people want to see me. The one, the one rid of me after hearing my my younger brother speaking. Not I mean he speaks better than me. Anyway, oh, gee, no, that when you go, I seen you had something there. No, no, on you go, mate. Batman. Jamie, what's the hope for next season? Because it looks like we're going to be pretty much in terms of football back to normal at least by September time. But I assume the season will be going forward. What's uh, your aims for next season? Cause you said you've been able to keep most of the boys anyway. Aye, definitely, PG. I've got our league starting back in the 4th of August, hopefully, if everything keeps going the way it's gone. Um, but for the 17th of May, we're going to be playing summer tournaments um, throughout Glasgow and Lanarkshire and that, which will be good so we can get the boys can get up to speed before the start of the season, do you know what I mean? Aye. My hopes for next season is winning a lot. To be honest, I want a right good run the Scottish. Um, I think I've got a squad there, the new... It's Merlin capable of winning everything. Um, I think with Merlin capable, I won the league, the cups, and I'm, I think with Merlin capable, I've gone a right good run the Scottish and all. Anton can add to that, man. But see what I will say, right? And 
I know that obviously used to and the people that's been on this, right, PJ and Ryan, there's people that own this have played at a high, higher level, man, and users played at a good level at juniors, but sometimes I think, right, with Sunday football, there's a wee bit of a judgment there, do you know what I mean? There's a wee bit of a looking down, man, Saturday morning, maybe, Sunday football, and, and, I, and I think that's how big thing it's out there, man, is people that think Sunday football, man, it's... It's not a level, it's not this, it's not that, it's not serious, and people maybe look down their nose a wee bit of Sunday football, but I'll tell you what, see if your team, PG, Ryan knows his sale. Obviously, Ryan's at the Ashfield, he's got an interest in the club. He's asking me about players, he's trying to get people down there. Jamie's boy Paul's away to the Shire, other boys have went to junior. So people that could go, come here Sunday afternoon, team, made a whole team, and it's been a wee map for them to start playing junior football, going and playing a Sunday, and that's just... A wee bit of what your team's been, do you know what I mean? Boys have came for Sunday, started about us, and that's been a platform to get people into junior football at a higher level. And the boys you play against, man, are boys that have played junior, they've played with clubs, it's a hard standard, it's a competitive league we're in. So it's not just a case it's Sunday football and it's, it's a free for all, man. It's, it's a good standard, you know what I mean, for what people are in. I was going to touch on that, Anton, sorry, Dak. Um, see what you're saying about the standard. You look at the teams that have won the Scottish in the Sundays. I mean, they're full of guys who play tap amateur, have played real, some of them have played tap level junior or higher. It's a right good quality. And you touch on it with the Saturday morning as well. When I finished managing Saturday afternoon, which was one of the best levels of amateur football in the afternoon I managed that, and I was really fortunate with that. I went to Yoker uh, on a Saturday morning, and I remember I used to say to boys, oh, no, no, don't go Saturday morning, stay with us. Saturday morning football is pish. See, when I went, I was... Very surprised at the quality. And that sometimes it suits guys to play on the Saturday morning or the Sunday afternoon instead of the Saturday afternoon. So the quality is, I can speak for it, it's definitely higher than most people it's, think it is. It's, mm-hmm. all about, it's all about lifestyle. See, the Sunday league clubs that would beat junior clubs and the Saturday morning clubs that would beat junior clubs and there's ones that are poor, right? Obviously that happens. But it's because if you get a good environment, I keep going on about it, and you're playing with your pals or you're playing for a club that's challenging and doing well, then boys don't want to leave it. Don't I mean I, I I struggle to get boys off of some Sunday teams or Saturday morning teams because they're happy with the other achieving success. They're in a dressing room with their pals, good environment that they enjoy. So hundred percent I've seen some of the standard. Even for talks at on a level, a lot of the Davo boys have won Sunday Scottish Cups with the drum when they were there, do you know what I mean? And look at them now flying at flying at the top of the way. So 100% agree. The player, there's players out there littered across every league, man. There's definitely good teams and cracking players out there. So, well, you're looking Milan's at, no different. Even with Milan, like, obviously, that's something we're pals with uh, Big Kev Carberry. I mean, I, do, um, I think Big Kev is definitely good enough to play junior at, he, at a sort of level. Because I think, even though... Big Kev, right, see Big Kev, no, I'll lie. I know this is a big thing, mate. He's got into the gym, he's got himself solid. But see if he goes to about free zone, he would be playing even higher level than that because he knows how to play football. Yeah, I tried to sign uh, Kev when I was uh, taking my team on a Saturday afternoon. And the big man is, like, when I worked with him, we called him the fridge because he's just fucking <laughs> massive. But uh, it's like that, he's a very good football player, you know what I mean? There's, see, there's there. Milan, mate, they've got, they've got loads of them there. I, I wouldn't want to leave boys out because I, I know them as well, like Cha and Jerry, you know, and I, I, it, would be unf- it would be unfair to me to go start rhyming them off because success at 
Milan are getting is a is it's a team. You don't win things with one or two good players. You win it with a team of good players. Not I mean so. It's doing it's doing to the full club. So I'm totally for. I'm I'm a big fan. You know that. You know I'm uh, I'm a Milan boy, mate. Myself. I mean, you try to say it, then we got the Ashfield, but then you mate. Yeah, I'm going You can't bad with Ashfield in this podcast. You can't bad with Ashfield in this podcast. It gets so touchy. No, no. So PG, wherever you want to take it, take well, it. Just, just for us to finish up, lads. Um, if you don't mind, you just don't need to go into a great amount of detail. Just to just give a wee bit of background on yourselves, so that if there's anybody listening to this who has got any kind of addictions or issues, like we've had Paul Pettigrew on before, who spoke very openly about his gambling issues. If you were able just to give a wee bit about yourselves, and then where it's taken you to being at the club now, and how much a difference it's made to your life and not just yours your family's as well aye so um, for yourselves I'm, I'm originally from Mary Hill uh, and I my, do you know I came for a completely normal upbringing and all that you know with my my mom and what have you but I was there, as we touched on earlier on, like young man, like most people do, 16, 17 years of age, are hanging about closes, drinking, and it just kind of kicked off there for me, do you know what I mean? Um, and then it took me to places, you know, like prison and all that, um, and then out of there through my alcoholism, um, and then just the pain that I suffered, you know. When I left, as we said earlier on, I lifted a drink on a Friday, I didn't put it down to a Monday, um, and then the stuff with the family, you know, how the family suffer on the back of that, you know, with me staying out all weekend, getting wages, spending the wages, all that stuff, you know what I mean? And then fighting, you know, I was one of the drunks that when I would have a swallow, I like to square and go after it, you know what I mean? Um, and that happened nearly every single weekend. And then on the back of that, it was at Mary Hill Police Station. And for that, it was to Berlini. And for Berlini, out and blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? And it was just a cycle. It just happened and happened and happened. And I didn't know how how the hell did I get out of this, man. Do you know, I didn't want to live like that anymore. Do you know, I was in so much pain myself. I didn't want to, I didn't want it to continue. Um, and then I went to a meeting with one of my mates. I ended up in the Royal for the 50th time or something, do you know what I mean? And um, I took a seizure and ended up in the Royal through alcohol. And one of my mates came up and asked me if I wanted to do something about it. And I went to a meeting and I met Anton. Do you know, I didn't know him until I came into recovery, do you know, and now he's like my best mate. Um, and... I met guys like him, you know, and I thought I'd have been in there and I'd just been there being my thing, you know, for old people doing this, doing that. And it was no man's officer, it was for young guys like Anton buzzing with life without having substances in his body, do you know what I mean? Um, and I just kind of kicked on with them for there, followed what they were doing because I wanted a wee bit of it, how that happiness that they had, do you know what I mean? And then things started improving gradually for like, very, very quickly, to be honest, man, like, I left school second year with no qualifications or anything either, you know, and the next minute I'm studying, I'm getting qualifications, I'm no drinking, my life's getting better, my house is better, my, everybody when about me is all getting a bit of peace, my mum, my wife, my children, do you know what I mean? Um, 
and for that, we started getting a game of football together, and then the team coming together, and then having that every Sunday, getting into the dressing room with all the boys, and having that, just that, it's hard to describe the feeling in that dressing room, but there's, the other two boys on here know exactly how it feels, do you know what I mean? But there's this feeling you get, you go into that dressing room with all them, that these are all the girls, do you know what I mean? And these are all buzzing, man, yeah, but it's just buzzing, man. And, and for there, as I say, the getting bodies in, the success of the team, having the night suit, the big Milan night suit with a, a few of them, you know, all that, with all the families and the cup finals with all the families, all that stuff, all rolled into one, it just gave me a life I could have only ever kind of dreamt of having, you know, where my, how my career's kicked off and all that, alongside the football and my mates and really good boys when I was, you know what I mean? Um, that's excellent, mate. I appreciate you. Brilliant stuff, Jamie. Honestly, see for, see for see for sharing that with Jamie and all, mate, because for me, before Anton goes on to it, the Paul Petty group is important to me because I see gambling as a big problem and massive problem with alcoholism and stuff like that and drug misuse and stuff like that. So it's amazing to hear and have for people to look at you and Anton and that as an example and show that life can go on and, and, and things can things can get better, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Right. For me anyway, obviously Ryan goes and I don't want to have a loan, right? PG, I know he's a try hang with time. I don't know how we're for time. No, listen, mate, see when, it, see when it comes to this, mate, no. there's no time on this, mate. You take as long as you yep. need to do as your bit, mate, because if it's helping somebody out there, mate, we, we want to hear it. I think for me, Ryan, as I know I, I spoke to you before it, and it's like, and it's doing this, and it's putting yourself out there, because usually we quietly go about our business, and what we do, it's rather, it's attraction than promotion, you see, you know what I mean? So, it's how we conduct ourselves in that. But as I say, as I watched the two-year episode we put the call in it and it was it was unbelievable. It was powerful. And I thought, we've got a message and a story. And if this can help one person, then why not share it with people? And you know what? I'm proud of what I do in my life now. My family are proud. My brother's sitting there. They're proud of how I've changed my life and we just taking suggestions on and doing this. But see, for people watching, right? I had the stereotypical view what an alcoholic was, right? A wee guy, stayed in the street, all clays on, maybe push or air him, drank the cheapest drink, drank every single day, homeless, whatever it is. That was what I thought an alcoholic was. And then I went to a meeting and I found out really what it is. Do you know what I mean? I really found out what it was. And it wasn't that man, that is a part of one, do you know what I mean? But then there's all different forms. I didn't ever think I had a problem. Because I didn't drink every day. That's not my experience. I didn't drink every day. Just once I started, I couldn't stop, man. Once I put that first drink in me, man, I was away. And you know what? I cared about everybody. But see, once I had that first drink, nobody else and nothing else mattered because I'd no control of how much I took. And I took drink, 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 took me, took me to some dark, crazy places. And as I said, I didn't think I was, I had a problem because everything I'd done my whole life, I justified it. Everything I justified, I, I blamed other people. I looked at it and I went, I'm not as bad as that person. I don't do this. I don't do that. If I get that bad, I'll do something about it. It was always looking at it somebody else. It was never looking at my own stuff and looking at what I'd done. And as I say, Ryan, Ryan's been at the heart of it. Ryan's been through all this. And you said it, PG. 
And you said that great point that you say is what it's done for you and also your family, right? Because I didn't think my outlook life was I'm not hurting anybody else. This is my life. I'm doing this to me. The carnage, the chaos, the trouble to the family home, it causing it. Jamie spoke about it. The house, uh, losing jobs and hospitals and getting into bother and taking away peace. What I do, I look at now is everybody that I'm closest with suffered more than me. Because my mindset was, I don't care. I'm doing this. And then I realised Ryan starts opening up and he's a pro- he, he, he starts being able to tell me how he feels. My mom, my missus, they start opening up to me because I'm on eggshells worrying about me. I used to say, I'm going out for a couple. People was talking about a couple of beers, man. It was a couple of days I was disappearing from. You know what I mean? <laughs> the same thing only not. But I just justified it when I was out in the carnage. And Jamie spoke about the carnage and the chaos and the violence and all that stuff. And... I used to justify it with saying, I work, man, I'm due it. Everybody else is doing it. It's a weekend. Do you know what I mean? And it's just for having people, it's one of the see once you start, can you stop? Have you got control? Have you got control over it? So I used to think I was always in control. Once I want to stop this, I'll stop. But see, when you do try and stop it, man, it becomes very difficult because the longer you're after it, you're like, I can have one or two. Do you know what I mean? And it's, I thought when I started, I didn't know what I was starting. I didn't know what journey I was starting on. I didn't realise what was going to happen. And I just went to a meeting, gave it a bash to see, because you know what? I wanted to feel better. That's as simple as it was. I just wanted to feel better. And I went, I'll try eating to take this feeling away. Just low, fed up, angry all the time. Moods up and down, maybe knew what one I was going to get. I thought, I'll get a bash, went to a meeting. And me and my whole family's life has completely changed, man. Completely changed 360. And it's doing to people. It's doing to just doing simple suggestions. And I thought my life was over. How can you imagine a life without drink? You know what I mean? That's what I was like. You drink when you're happy. You drink when you're sad. You drink for occasions. That's just what you do. It's normal life. And then you realise there's life without drink. My life just started when I got sober. My life just started. All I wanted was a bit of peace. I've got peace. I've got contentment. And I've got good people in about us, man. It just pushed me on. And the football team's a massive thing for it. Not mean having the in everything that we've achieved with our football team it's even more special because what we're out there for, how we started, and well no, it's not about this or that, it's about what it is, and that's what I think about every time I go in that football park. It's not just a game of football, it's recovery. People are struggling, people are going through hard things. That's what I'm fighting for every for 90 minutes out there. That's what I'm thinking when I'm trying to win trophies. That's what I'm thinking when I go in that park. I leave everything in the park because that's what it means. Um, but if anybody is watching and listening to this, man, it's just, your life can change, man. Your life can change and you just get get humble, get honest, share what's going on with you, the right people, man, because everybody's struggling, everybody's got stuff going on. I don't think I had problems in until I found out what it was all about. And all it is, you get a set of tools to have an amazing life, do you know what I mean? I think that's solid. I think that's about as good a place as any to finish. Anton, that was just the same as yourself, Jamie. Really means a lot for you to share that. And it's there's so there's so much out there for people. And again, what we'll a heart back to Paul. Paul was a young guy, late teens, early twenties, who's realised he's had to make a change. <laughs> and the difference in his life, I mean, you look at you as your kids and Jamie, you've got older kids, so you have grandkids and that coming, you know what I mean? It's they they'll never know a different version of you they'll see the best version of you after this and I really, really appreciate and respect you coming on and talking about it, lads. It's absolutely brilliant. Mm.
see, see, just don't PG, just finishing an off my, my final thoughts. Like, I love the two of you, right? And I just love you as people, not I mean, I, obviously, Anton's my brother, but the story and the work he's are doing with the football team and out with the football team as well, because he's there your football, but I know that he's he's care and he's there a lot of work with your boys and people out with football as well. So I just want to let you know how proud I am of you and the message you sent out there is important and it's I hope people sit and listen to it, not I mean I couldn't especially on all my brother, not I mean it's brilliant to have my brother on 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 my podcast and sharing lighting it and and hopefully it gets people watching it and, and taking something for it. But tremendous, boys, honestly, thanks so much for your time. And see, see sharing that as well, because you just didn't have to come on here and be open and honest and say the things and give information, but basically say what you were saying. So thanks very much and and, and thanks. And we wish the club all the best and all for next right. season. And lads, remember, if you need somebody on a Sunday... Manny's shite, right? But I could play once every month for you. And my missus doesn't listen to the podcast, so she'll know no. So it's... (laughs) 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 Thank you very much for that. We wish you all the best. You're doing amazing stuff, man. I appreciate you having us on and keep the embrace. Guys, I'm it for you too, man. Come on! (laughs)